to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Mind Your Hormones. I can't wait to chat with you today. This is such an important topic and it's so close to my heart. We are talking about the long-term benefits, not only for you, but for baby, of strengthening your body before pregnancy. This is something that is not talked about mainstream with our doctors, with our gynecologists. And I really want to bring you this information because, and of course, if you're someone who's already pregnant or you're already trying and you have haven't prepared your body. This isn't meant to freak you out or to shame you. If you've been part of this podcast for a while, you feel my heart, you know me. That's not what this point is. That's not what my intention is, but I am going to be the person that's going to get on this mic and talk to you about things that really matter that other people aren't going to talk to you about or that our doctors aren't sharing with us because it's really important. And I know that you care so much about your health and so much about your future baby's health if you're in that stage of life. So I, I just as much as I do. So I want to share this information with you. So we're going to really talk about some long-term benefits. I know I don't usually get into like research stuff on this podcast. It's more just like us chatting. And obviously it's always science-backed, but I don't like pull specific quotes from research and things like that. But in this episode, I am because I think it's really important to know about it. And of course, it's from a trusted site. It's from the NCBI. Um, I'll link it in the show notes if you're interested in learning more about it. So before we dive into that, though, I want to, I have not been doing a good job at nurturing this Facebook community, but also telling you about it. If you didn't know, and you've been a listener of this podcast for a while, or maybe you're new, but you're like binging the information and you're loving it. We have a totally free Facebook group community around this podcast. It's all people who are listeners of this podcast. It's just the Mind Your Hormones podcast listener community. And I do live trainings in there. I'll do Q&As in there. And full transparency, I for sure have to be better at nurturing that community, which is why I'm going to be doing a free Q&A in there this month. If you're listening to this in real time, I'm going to be hosting it on... Let me check what this is on 11-19. So on November 19th, it's a Saturday morning, Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to be going into that Facebook group, answering any questions that you have, coaching you live, like really supporting you because... I'm obsessed with community. I appreciate all of you so much for being here and for sharing it and just like being on this journey with me. So we are going to be doing a live Q&A in there. If you're not listening in real time, obviously still hop in because I'm going to be way more consistent about doing that in there because I really appreciate all of you and I want to support you more. So if you check the show notes, the link to join the Facebook group is there. It's obviously totally free. You could hop in at any time. And if you're listening to this in real time or before the 19th, you'll be able to join that live Q&A. Um, so I'm really excited. I also drop... Um, a post in the Facebook group beforehand if you can't make the live call to drop any questions you have so I could answer them on the call. And obviously I'll get to as many as I can. Okay. So that is there below for you. All right. So I'm going to talk to you about this research, research study that I found um, from the NCBI. And it's really just talking about 
it's it's called uh what's the name of it let me scroll up hold on a second um before the beginning so nutrition and lifestyle in the preconception period and its importance for future health so it's a whole study on all of this stuff right i'm not going to go into all the all the details of it but the overall outcome of the studies that they did with preconception nutrition and lifestyle is that a woman who is healthy at the time of conception is more likely to have a successful pregnancy and a healthy child, which you're probably like, okay, Corinne, obviously. I'm like, yes, I know that seems obvious, but I want to get into the more nitty gritty of it because it was honestly really eye-opening. So observational studies show that there are strong links between health before pregnancy and maternal and child health outcomes with positive consequences that can extend across generations, across generations. But obviously awareness of these links is not widespread. People are not talking about it. A lot of doctors will just tell you to take a prenatal, like, you know, right away, or like the second you start trying, like that is not the vibe. Okay. And we're going to get into obviously the nitty gritty and tips to help you and when to start preparing and doing all these things. Okay. But numerous studies that they did in this research was showing that micronutrient supplementation starting in pregnancy can correct important maternal nutrient deficiencies, but, and this is the biggest part, but effects on child health outcomes were disappointing. Other interventions to improve diet during pregnancy have had little impact on maternal and newborn health outcomes. So what this is talking about is that if you're just starting to take a prenatal or to make diet and lifestyle changes when you start, like when you're pregnant, the actual outcomes aren't changing anything. It's not actually really making a big difference on the outcome of the child. There's more health outcomes and better success when you make those changes prior to getting pregnant, okay? So they go on to say that in keeping with this hypothesis, one of the few supplementation trials starting before conception found no effect on birth weight unless the supplementation was provided at least three months before conception and to women who were not underweight. Because there was also a study about people being underweight, overweight, all that stuff, which we're not going to get into. But this is why I am continuously preaching supplementation, whether you're years out from getting pregnant, whether you're six months out, whether you're three months out, or whether you never want to get pregnant. It's so important for your overall health. But this study proves that there were little, though that there was no effect on birth weight and the health of the child unless the supplementation was provided at least three months before conception. Now, again, if you are already pregnant or, and you're like, oh my God, I didn't do that. I don't want you to freak out. It didn't say there were negative effects on it. And I think bad's going to happen to your baby. It's just talking about optimizing it and what we can do if we are planning for this. And of course there are times and things that happen when you don't plan for it. And it's a surprise and you were not preparing for it. And that just happens and that's okay. But for those of you who are planning it, I want you to have all of this information and know that how important it is. And if you're like, oh shit, I didn't know this, but I know that we do want to start trying in like six months or a year. Okay, cool. I'll start making changes. That is my whole intention with this. So 
Every, uh, so, okay. So after that, they said, of course, every effort should be made to correct micronutrient deficiencies in a woman once they are pregnant, right? It's not like avoiding it and just like, oh, it's not going to make a difference anyway. No, it's really, really important to do that. There is growing consensus that the greatest gain will be achieved through a life course approach or a continuum of improved nutrition in children, adolescents, and young women contemplating pregnancy. So there's all this talk about how really living a healthy lifestyle from when you're a child. Before you're obviously thinking about starting a family, it's this life course approach that has the greatest gain of the health outcomes of you and baby when you do or if you do ever decide to have a child, which is so freaking amazing. And then the last thing I'm going to quote from them is they said, a sharper focus on intervention before conception is needed to improve maternal and child health and reduce the growing burden of non-communicable diseases, which means like heart disease, stroke, cancer, diabetes, chronic lung disease. So you preparing your body before getting pregnant is not only going to support you, going to support the pregnancy process, going to support birth weight and all of that. It's going to support long-term health of your child, like bone density, like reducing risk of obesity and diabetes and heart disease and all these things that can extend across generations. I mean, holy shit, how empowering is that? It just gives you more motivation and more skin in the game to be like, okay, let me do this shit now because how, what an amazing opportunity it is that if you are in this stage where you're going to be planning, I just want you to know how much of an impact you actually can have and how much of a difference this really does make because we're not told that, oh yeah, of course, like you want to be healthy for pregnancy just for the idea of more ease in getting pregnant. We're not even touching on that, but of course that's going to increase your chances of actually getting pregnant and holding on to a pregnancy, but it extends even further than that, literally years and generations, which is so freaking amazing. And how cool is it that we have the ability to do that? So if you're like, okay, Corinne, what the frig do I do? Well, obviously optimizing your cycle now. And this is important if you ever want to get pregnant, if you never want to get pregnant, it doesn't matter. Optimizing your cycle is always where it's at. So that's meaning if you're someone that has a really painful period or an irregular period or it's MIA or you're just like, I have these horrible heavy periods or it's super, super light, really taking into consideration, looking into that. How can I make changes that are going to support my inflammation levels and reduce inflammation if you do have a heavy period or a painful period? Or if your period is irregular, where is that coming from? Is it coming from inflammation? Is it coming from dysregulated blood sugar? Is it coming from a gut issue? Like making sure that you're not ignoring your period if it is off. Because for so many years, I did that. I ignored that shit for literally a decade because I had no idea it was a big deal. I was just going on with my life, getting three periods a year, thinking it was normal because my doctor told me it was. And then all of a sudden it went missing for two years. I'm like, oh, okay, something's going on. Like maybe I should look into this. So it's really, really important. So optimizing your cycle is where it all needs to start. And just making changes to your lifestyle now, having proper supplementation, like really looking at certain things in your life because you want to enter this time of, you know, the trying to conceive process and the pregnancy process feeling mentally and physically strong because it takes a big toll on your body. I mean, not only are you literally growing a human, but you're also growing an organ. You have to grow the placenta that's going to take care of the baby throughout the pregnancy. So especially in that first trimester, like your body is going through a lot, literally growing an organ. Like 
how fucking cool is that, first of all? But if you think about it, it's like, wow, like I want to enter this stage of my life feeling so strong and giving my body as much strength and support as possible so that it's able to withstand the pressure and the challenge and the immense thing that's actually going on when you do get to that point. And like, okay, so like, let's compare it to a marathon. You would never just sign up for a full marathon and start running without any preparation. This is the same thing. It is a freaking marathon. Okay. Like it's a marathon. It's a really long marathon throughout the whole nine months you're pregnant. And then you have a really big marathon at the end to actually get the baby out. So like, of course, preparing your body is the best way to do it. And obviously supporting yourself throughout the pregnancy as well, which is of course important. But what we're kind of talking about in this episode is really how beneficial it is for you and for baby and for general generational health to support yourself before getting pregnant. And then the study was talking about like, you know, three months out, I really like to say about six months out. So if right now you're three to six months out from starting to try or even further than that, like there's literally no sooner time. You, you can never start too, too soon. I want to ask you some of these questions and then I'm going to give you three tangible tips. If you're like, okay, Corinne, just tell me what the freak to do. Okay. But first I want to ask you some questions because your body always knows what you need first. And that's what I really want to start helping you strengthen your intuition and strengthen the communication between you and your body because your body holds the score. Your body always knows what it needs. You might not exactly know how to give your body what it needs, which is why, of course, there's information on this podcast. This is why I work with clients and have programs and there's other people out there doing this too so you can get the support you need. But you, your body has so many answers of just the next step to take or what you actually need to do. And I really want to help you strengthen that communication. So I'm going to ask you some questions before I give you three tangible tips you can actually do. Okay. So number one, how do you actually feel in your body right now? Like, how do you currently feel? Do you feel energetic? Do you feel strong? Do you feel tired? Do you feel a little weak? Like, how do you actually feel in your body? And maybe not in this exact moment, yes, but also just in general. If you're just thinking on a general level from a day-to-day basis overall, how do you currently feel in your body If someone was just to ask you that, and if you're like just thinking about it overall basis, like what is your dominant feelings in your body from day to day? Okay. And if something does feel off, what feels off? Like, do you, do you're like, uh, it feels like my gut feels like there's something definitely off in my gut. Or you're like, "Mm, no, I feel like it's more of like a nervous system thing where like my cortisol levels are off. I'm feeling like my adrenals are taxed out. Like I'm just not getting good sleep. Like what actually feels off to you? Does it feel like your period is off? Does it feel like, again, your gut? Does it feel like your nervous system? Like, what does it feel like? And nothing might pop up for you right now because everyone has a different connection with their body. Everyone has a different level of knowledge about this stuff. But so if nothing is coming up, don't worry. Like I said, I'm going to give you tangible tips of what to do, but I just want to ask these questions for those of you that maybe do have some kind of a connection with your body or again, strengthening that. So you can see what comes up and don't overthink these questions. When I'm asking you these, what's the first thing that pops in your head? We always like to overcomplicate it because we think that things are too simple. And if we get the answer so quickly, our brain is like, Oh, it can't be that easy. So let me just wait a second. Let me just like go around. Let me think about something else. It can't be that. It's got to be something else. Let it be easy. It gets to be simple. Whatever comes up first is what is, is, is just stick with it. Okay. Okay. What do you know needs to be changed or improved in your current nutrition and lifestyle? 
because you always know best. So do you feel like you need to prioritize sleep more to strengthen your body? Do you feel like you need to move your body more? Do you feel like you need to move your body less and you're over-exercising? Do you feel like you need to be eating more and you're not properly fueling your body? Do you feel like you need to prepare meals more so you're not eating out as much, you're eating less processed food? Do you feel like your sugar intake is a little bit high and you really want to work on that? Do you feel like your relationship with caffeine is like, it's kind of an, an abusing state and you're using it as a crutch and you're like, need it to get through the day? Do you feel like you need to assess your relationship with alcohol where maybe it's something that you're having two glasses of wine every night because it's just like a habit or you're drinking a lot on the weekends or it's just something where like you don't even think about it. It's just a habit that you're doing or you feel like it's something you're using as a crutch, right? Obviously there's no shame in any of this, no guilt or anything like that. It's just like, okay, let's just look at where we're at because everyone's at a different place. So when I'm asking these questions, what do you feel like comes up? Do you feel like you need to add more plants in? Like start with whatever popped in your head first, because that's what's going to make you feel the best because that's where your body wants you to start. And it doesn't have to be something huge. It could just be something small. And I want you to start really strengthening this connection with your body so you can start listening to what it's trying to tell you and what it really does need instead of constantly just looking for outside answers of what to do and what's best for you. Of course, there are universal things that are important for your hormones. Of course, there are certain things to do in a certain order, hence the whole mind your hormones method, why it's laid out in the way that it is. But there are also so many nuances that you, your body is going to help support you through when you strengthen that connection with your body, when you slow down more, when you have more dead space in your brain, when you're walking outside, not listening to anything, when you're having more time in meditation, when you're in the shower, not listening to anything, and you're just allowing your thoughts to come. Like This is how we start strengthening that relationship, okay? So let yourself go through those questions. If you need to pause here so you can actually ask those questions to yourself, even journal them out if you want to, to see what comes up, do that. And now I will give you three tangible tips. If you're like, okay, I don't know, Corinne, nothing is coming up. Just freaking tell me what to do. Okay. I'm going to give you three tangible tips. Number one, which, and we've talked about all these things, by the way, you're going to notice a theme of things that I'm always talking about because that's how important it is. Okay. Number one is making sure that you're eating organic as much as possible. And you are also switching your beauty and household cleaning products to ones that are non-toxic. This is so important. And I really need to stress this because even with certain, with clients, I'll be like going over their food journal, like, oh, was this organic? Like, oh no. Like, and they're doing all these things. I'm like, okay, but this is so crucial to your health and hormones, like really making sure. And a lot of people have kickback on it because it is more expensive. Um, but if you really think about the overall picture, what are you gaining by spending a couple of extra dollars on organic versus what are you losing on it, right? Like your immune system is going to be better. So you're going to be less sick. So you'll be spending less money on medications. You're going to actually feel better. So maybe you'll be able to actually perform better at your job to get bonuses or to make more money. Like there's so many things that go into it. And honestly, especially with like things that are on sale or things like Thrive Market and even Stop and Shop has organic stuff now, it's not that big of a difference. And just starting with the dirty dozen, the 12 fruits and vegetables have the most um, amount of pesticides on ewg.org. That's a great place to start. Okay. So you could start with that and then switching over your products, one product at a time to make sure that it is non-toxic. This is so, so, so important. I talked about this on the last episode. I now have a free guide. It's a pregnancy safe product guide, beauty and household cleaning products, 
all hyperlinked for you. All of them are EWG verified or scored a one or two on EWG. I'm obsessed with them. So if you don't want to have to do all the legwork of researching stuff, I have that free guide for you. I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Um, and I want to talk about some of the reasons why this is so important. And if you're just like, okay, Corinne, whatever the organic, no, 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 it's so important because these, the pesticides and herbicides that are in conventional food can actually disrupt. And also that are in, you know, products can, uh, the disruption can actually occur in all stages of our hormonal regulation. So it can mess up the hormone synthesis. It can mess up the hormone release and storage of hormones. It can mess up the transport and the clearing of certain hormones. It can mess up hormone receptor recognition and binding processes. It could mess up the hormone activation or it could mess up your thyroid, it could mess up your central nervous system. Like it can disrupt all of these things. So it becomes a domino effect and exposure to these pesticides have been associated with like, like we've talked about menstrual cycle disturbances, reducing fertility, prolonged time to actually get pregnant and also developmental defects, which may or may not be due to the disruption of the female hormonal function. It could just be due to the pesticide itself, but regardless, it's really important. So that's number one. Number two is supplementation. Okay. Like we talked about earlier in this episode, if you are someone who is looking to get pregnant in six months or less, starting a prenatal. And if you're more than six months out, making sure you're having a high quality multivitamin. The multivitamin I recommend is one, uh, it's called one multi by pure encapsulations. I'll put a link for my dashboard below if you want to get access to it and know exactly which one I'm talking about. Um, for prenatal, I recommend needed. I have a whole podcast episode talking about this. I actually talked to one of the founders of this company. I'm obsessed with this brand. They're so freaking amazing. So highly recommend starting that within six months or uh, within at least six months before starting to get pregnant. And if you're like, holy shit, we're starting in three months. I didn't start yet. Start now. Okay. Um, but at least six months or the most six months out. And if again, you're more than six months out, start taking a multivitamin. And I get a lot of questions of, is a prenatal the only thing I need to take? The answer is no. There are other supplements that I highly recommend taking. We talk about some of them on the um, episode where I interviewed the CEO and founder of Needed Prenatal. So you could go check that out. And of course, like I always tell you, I have a full supplement training if you're interested in it. It's so comprehensive. If you're listening to this in real time or before November 29th, it's currently on sale. It's normally $111. It's on sale right now for $77. And there's different protocols for fertility and pregnancy, for PCOS and endometriosis or painful periods, for overall cyclical health and wellness, for safely stopping birth control or supporting yourself while on birth control. It's so freaking amazing. It gives you all the dosages, the timing, why it's important, like all of that. So if you want to dive deeper into that, that is always available for you too, okay? And then of course, I'll link below the episode where I talked about the prenatal um, vitamins with the needed uh, founder and other supplementation that she recommends as well. Okay. So that is number two. Number three is start assessing your relationship with substances like alcohol and like caffeine. And on an overall statement, I just want to say like, act as if you're already pregnant. The best way to support your body going into pregnancy and to strengthen that body is to just act like you're already pregnant. If you wouldn't do a certain thing while you're pregnant, then don't do it while you're prepping for pregnancy. For example, drinking alcohol or using substances like uh, cannabis or I don't know cigars. I don't know if you do that or cigarettes or whatever. Um, or having a lot of caffeine. Does this mean like, oh my god, I can't have a drink of alcohol for six months before I get pregnant? No, of course not. Right? Like I'm not telling you to do that, but. 
what I am saying, I mean, unless you want to, obviously, like, I like you, you already know my whole alcohol situation. I'm really not someone who drinks, but if you are someone who does drink and you do it kind of more frequently, maybe just start looking at, okay, how can I start reducing this so that it's maybe something I just do once in a while? Because again, I really want you to just start thinking about, okay, let's just like act as if I'm pregnant. Would I do this if I was pregnant? If not, okay, I'm not going to really do it in the prepping for pregnancy process because that is what's going to give you the best results. Same like that whole list of foods to avoid while pregnant. It's like, well, if we have to avoid them when we're pregnant, why should we be able to eat them ever? Like cold cuts are on there. I don't know, like diet Coke or Coke. I think I don't even, literally, I don't even know because I don't probably have any of those things anyway. But thinking about all of those you know, foods that might be on that list. You could even Google them, look it up, or just focusing on the substances, the alcohol, a lot of caffeine, like really start looking at your relationship with that and seeing how you can start shifting that to be more supportive for fertility, more supportive for strengthening your body for pregnancy, because you want to enter this stage of life as strong as possible. Okay. So I hope that this episode really just opened your eyes to how empowering it is to know of just how much of an impact you making these nutrition and lifestyle changes now can actually have on your fertility, on your conception process, on your pregnancy process, on the health of your child once they're born, on the generational health. Like it's so freaking amazing. And that's what I really want to open your eyes to and just help give you that motivation that maybe you needed to really get on track with all of this. And I talked about in the beginning, the Mind Your Hormones um, podcast Facebook group to join that. It's totally free. I'm going to do a free Q&A in there. I'm also hosting a free masterclass this month. Um, it's going to be called strengthening your body for pregnancy. I'm going to be giving you going like way deeper into this topic, giving you some more tangible tips, um, and just going really deep into this. So if you are someone right now who is maybe three to six months out from getting pregnant, um, and you want to be on a masterclass with me, totally free, free training. It's going to be usually about an hour long are my trainings. I want to invite you to join us, um, because it's going to be really, really helpful for those of you who are in this, either you're currently trying to get pregnant or you know you're going to want to try in the next three to six months. I would love to see you there. So the link is going to be below for you to hop into that. Um, All the resources that we talked about in today's episode will be there. The free pregnancy products guide, the Facebook group to join if you want to just you know be a part of this community in a different way and connect with me deeper, the free masterclass, the podcast episodes I talked about, the link to this resource research, like all of it's going to be there. I know there was a lot in this episode. Let me know if it hit home with you. I hope you're having an amazing day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.